Very good. Thank you. I, I enjoyed that. It, it's really good. Um, welcome. Good, good to see you. All right, all right, good morning. Hold it. Arville, did you just say it's good to see me? Wow. Oh, hi. We, we had someone escape. I, you know, Brenda, I think he was just coming to see me, and, you know, I, it's, it's that attraction I, I have. Maybe. I don't know. Please, no, no more comments on that. But anyway, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, what a day that the Lord has made. And for those who are seeing us on Zoom, we're glad that you're uh, viewing us online. And, and so this is a really gorgeous day that the Lord has made. A couple of announcements. Uh, sticky buns. Uh, if you have not placed your order, please do. Um, the payment is due next Sunday, correct? That's what I got from um, Georgine this morning, um, the 25th, and to give it to Donna Rogers. Or you can give it to Carol, who'll give it to Donna. Or you can give it to me, but I probably won't give it to Donna, so give it to Donna. Uh, any other announcements? Now, tomorrow night... Um, everyone, um, we're going to be doing the, uh, what's it? Well, we're providing food for the firefighters tomorrow night. Um, so I want to say thank you to those who have signed up and who are going to be giving out, um, the, uh, the food. Uh, we're looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and so, um, those who are in charge, if you want to see me afterwards, uh, the numbers that you guys were planning for, it's correct. Okay, so we'll have a little bit left over, but that'll be, that'll be good, because I can take some of that home. Oh, yes, uh, we have a card back on the back table, just as you go out, uh, to sign for the firefighters. So if you want to have, a, you know, a nice word or something to say to them, um, Please, please do that. And then we're going to present it to the firefighters uh, tomorrow evening. Any other concerns or... Oh, yes, well, I, I do have one. I was going to do it in the prayer uh, and praises, but I'm going to go ahead and do that now um, because I was told uh, to do it. Uh, Janice, happy birthday. Your, your, your husband came up and said, hey, would you mention that it's my wife's birthday and I'm like, you're a dead man walking. So anyway, um, yeah, you're, you're going to get it later. But anyway, Janice, happy birthday. So let's go to the, uh, the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, as we have gathered into your presence, Lord, guide us now and open our hearts to your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. The um, call to worship today is actually from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. 28 that we're going to be reading in a little bit. You have shown me the way of life, and you fill me with the joy of your presence. Amen and amen. Please stand. I breathe, author of all eternity, giver of every perfect thing, may you be the glory, maker of heaven and of earth, no one can comprehend your word, king over all the universe, may you be the glory. It's all because of Jesus I'm alive It's all because of the blood of Jesus Christ It covers me and raises a dead man's life It's all because of Jesus I'm alive 
see you singing because everybody has their masks on. <laughs> get Daniel down here at the piano. Glorious day.
praise team for that. I actually got so caught up into it, I forgot what I was doing next. So, uh, And that's one of the things about being in worship is that you tend to forget what's going on so that you can hear Jesus and that you can experience. And, and so you get lost along the way. So uh, thank you to the praise team and to our music team. Uh, they do a great job. Um, couple of uh, things as we, as we go to uh, prayer time, I just wanted to, to mention. Uh, first of all, um, Pastor Rob is doing better. Uh, he was able to get a shower uh, this week and has been off the ventilator. He's still struggling, struggling a little bit during um, the uh, physical therapy, uh, but, you know, improving. And so please keep Pastor Rob in prayer. Also, uh, you may have noticed that Gloria's not here today. Uh, Bill um, had passed out again today, but he's at home, and so he's resting. And so uh, please keep Bill um, Smith in your prayers. And also, uh, we want to lift up Jean Lutz, um, who had a reaction to her second vaccine, and so we're praying that she will uh, get better as well. So those are the things that I have uh, here on mine. Is there any other prayer concerns and praises? Okay. Guys, um, I have Orville there. Remember the Lord cries are in our prayers. Uh, they stopped the visitation back there because someone caught the COVID. Yeah, I was going to go see him Thursday, and I got a call 8 o'clock in the morning saying, 
can't, so I think it's another two weeks before I can try again. So I did call Lloyd, and we talked a little bit, so hopefully that'll be open. Uh, Mike? A group of prayers for Gloria. She's handling Bill. Give her some prayer. (laughs) Pray for Gloria because she has Bill. Oh, pray, just pray for Gloria. Okay. Sam? Uh, keep my wife in the prayers. Uh, her knee is coming along pretty good, but she still has trouble with therapy. Very painful. So. Okay. But she's, she's coming along. Good. Good. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you have? Oh. Now suddenly. Carolyn? I uh, just want to say thank you uh, for everybody that came out yesterday and uh, showered us and our baby, and we are beyond blessed to have such an awesome church family, so thanks. Please pray for the people who have COVID because it's a really struggling time everywhere, and people are dying because of this COVID, and we, I hope that um, everybody can get better. Okay. Sir, you've right oh, behind you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, some birthday celebrations. The young man sitting next to me here, Curtis, turned 15 on Tuesday. Okay. And the young man standing back there in the red shirt. Oh, it's his birthday today, too. Rich, is it your birthday today? Happy birthday, Rich. So you had to call him out. So, And don't forget, Janice, it's your birthday too. I, we're going to add that into it. Um, well, yes. and, and, and a praise for another new birth today. Uh, friends of ours became grandparents for the sixth time. Sixth time. Okay. Six. So six grandchildren now. Okay, that's easier for me to say. Any other prayer concerns or... Oh, over here. We welcomed our niece this week, and kind of a, <laughs> a surprise that my sister-in-law went into labor, but we're kind of given a couple worst-case scenarios in different ways for her and for the baby. The baby's only five pounds, um, <laughs> kind of half the size of my kids usually when they come, so <laughs> it was very precious, but they are doing so well, recovery, Wonderful. and so it was just really neat to spend time with them and celebrate that, but it is a bit of a road of, to recovery, so, but we're Good. very thankful. Uh, is it hazel? Was that Yes. Her? Yes. So, yeah, so I now remember. they have a scarlet and a hazel, so. Scarlet and hazel. Yes. That kind of sounds like a new coffee uh, at Starbucks. You would. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. I'd like a scarlet and a hazel. Well, I'm, yeah, we're going to be praying, praying for, for her and for recovery because our... Okay, and Megan. Okay, so we're, we're praying, and I'm glad uh, the baby is cute. I, I saw that the baby... Yeah. I know, but it, it's, it's good. Any other... Prayer concerns or praises. I'm, I'm seeing people I haven't uh, seen in a while, and so it, I'm not going to point you out, uh, Kathy Groff, but I'm going to do that anyway because I told you I wasn't, but I am. But I, I, I didn't say anything about the two men on the other side. It was just going to be you, and so it's good to, to see your whole family and the, the whole row there. So any other bill? Uh, just one quick praise. Uh, my grandson Marcus started over a week ago with the Lock Haven track team as an assistant coach. Awesome. So he's an assistant coach now. Awesome. Also want to uh, lift up uh, Layman and Cindy. Layman had hip surgery. Uh, he's a retired pastor, and um, you're going to have to get better because at some point I want to go on vacation, and so I'm going to need you to actually you know, preach. And, and, and I, I did that so I could announce to everyone, so you can't say, no. So anyway, you're welcome. But I'm glad you're doing well. Um, and that's been, what, a month? Or even three weeks, and you're already, so praise God that 
that went well. Any other? Amy, anything from Zoom? Okay. Well, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer, but here's the thing. Um, some, I had a, um, we had a discussion Tuesday in Coffee Shop Theology about the Lord's Prayer. And I said, well, you know, we were, we were doing it, and then people got tired, and they were like, how can people get tired of the Lord's Prayer? We're gonna, just going to do it. So uh, after I pray, the Lord's Prayer is going to come up before, uh, behind me, and, and then we're going to do the Lord's Prayer. So um, because I'm, I'm scared of them, and they're going to um, come in and talk. No. Here, here's, the, here's the joy in this. I've been here six years, and now we're, we're finally getting to where we can talk to one another, uh, and coming to me, and, and in, even in the past few weeks, I've had people who've come to me and talked with me, and even though we have disagreed at some times, there's still a love there, and the joy that we can actually talk to one another, and to hear the other side. This is the joy. This is w- what I love about this church now, that you can come and you can talk to me, and so uh, we are going to do the Lord's Prayer after my prayer, so I will, I, I normally say, uh, now let's pray the prayer that Christ taught us, and then I just start in, and then you join in. And then if you don't know it, it's going to be behind me. Remember, uh, we do um, sins instead of trespasses or debts, in case people... Huh? Oh, we yeah, we... We say sins, we don't do sin. Yes, I... You're going to have to just go now. That was my wife, yes. <clears throat> so we say sins instead of trespasses and deaths. Yeah, I'm going to get teased about that come Tuesday. <sighs> this is the other thing before I start, is that we can actually laugh. If we look around the world and, and the things that are going on, we need to have a, a chance to be ourselves and to laugh and to come and to care for one another and to, to relax a little bit in this world, that we have a safe place that, to come and to say, God, be with us. God, thank you for ones uh, around us that we can come and we can, we can pray and we can, times to be serious and times to laugh. So praise the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we look at this world today and we know that we're glad that we're not in charge. There are times where we would say, well, you need to do this and to do that, and suddenly we realize that the world is a much bigger place and thank goodness you're in charge. And though we may not agree with you, we have to trust you. We do not understand when people get cancer. We don't understand with this pandemic. We don't understand the evil that goes on. And yet you have a plan and you've asked us to trust you. In fact, you loved us so much that you sent your son to die for us. And it wasn't that he just died For our sins, he actually rose again from the dead so that we never have to fear about death. That we really never have to fear about life because you have us. You have our very souls. So we know that we are safe. We know that our souls are safe. Thanks be to God for that. So Lord... We thank you for a time where we can come together and we can share and that we can lift up our concerns and praises. So, Lord, hear them. Lord, we pray for healing for those that are in need, those that have upcoming surgeries, those that are hurting right now, those that are on the road to recovery. Lord, we ask you to hear our prayer. Lord, we ask you to to hear those things that are in our hearts, those things that trouble us. Help us to give 
give it up to you and to trust you. But Lord, we also lift up the praises that you do each and every day. However big and however small, Lord, we praise you because you love us. And that's something that we have. Because we have it, we need to share that love with others. So Lord, hear our prayers. Hear our praises. And Lord, we pray this in Christ's most holy name, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our reading today is from Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 22. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what happened, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of the lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him, I see that the Lord is always with me. I, I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad, and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life, and you will fill me with the joy of your presence. Dear brothers, think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried, and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet, and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in the grave. God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah.
So today we're starting a seven-week sermon series on Proclaim the Gospel Has Come. And this is based on the book of Acts. And so we're going to be looking at the early church's first proclamation of who Jesus is. And so through this, we're going to have the message uh, that's consistent with sin, grace, and salvation. So when COVID actually started, we were making, um, well, leaders were making uh, proclamations. And everyone seemed to be having different of opinions of what we could do and what we couldn't do. In the, in the example of how, how do we keep everyone safe? And everyone couldn't, couldn't, um, couldn't come to terms on what, what was safe, what was not safe. And even today, we're kind of up in the air. If you heard leaders, they go back and forth, either mayors or governors or presidents, they're going back and forth. What, what is it that is going to make us safe? But anytime there's a proclamation, it affects us. It, it does something. And so in Pennsylvania, uh, we had to, to shut down. The church was shut down for probably three months. And so we, Rob and I were making videos and we were trying to encourage people. And, and for some reason, I still don't know why we were out of toilet paper. Why, why in the world was that the first thing to go? I mean, and then now it's starting to, now it's an oversupply, and so, um, I don't know, it, it just seems like everything was, everyone was affected by this. And so, all of this was basically to try to protect us from this virus. And so, we all took it and even now, in, in this church, we're not really sure. Um, I mean, we're, we have different opinions about it. Oh, can we wear masks? Can we not wear masks? And, and so we're still kind of have different of opinions. But basically, how do we protect ourselves? And so as we start today in, in to proclaim the gospel, it was making a proclamation about what now is truth. It now comes that it was Jesus all along to make us worthy. It was his life, his death. And if we accepted his grace, we would be saved. If we believed so in the first of the preaching, there are going to be four elements that usually uh, took place. First, that the fulfillment has arrived. That means the Messiah has come. The second part was not only to tell about Jesus' ministry, but his death and the resurrection. And then the third thing was to actually tell people about the Old Testament of well, if you just look at the Old Testament, you can see where it's pointing to Jesus. And then the final is a call to repentance. And so as we're looking at this first section, we are actually seeing the response that Peter had to those who were, um, who were responding to the Pentecost. People we're complaining about these people are drunk. They're, they're speaking in our own language, which they missed the whole miracle. As you know, the, the tongues of flames came upon, or what looked to be like tongues of flame, gave people the opportunity to speak languages of those who were in Jerusalem for that celebration, which was the Feast of uh, Weeks, I believe. Yes, fe- festive of weeks. And so people were all from different places coming there, and for the first time they were actually hearing the message of Jesus in their own language. And this is why they were kind of surprised. So Peter just said, hold on, let's get something clear. These people are not drunk. 
They're filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're going to tell you the story. And so he gets into the story of, let me tell you who this Jesus was. Because you all saw the signs. He was actually saying, you saw him, you knew him, you saw the miracles, you heard about him. But he says, let me, let me tell you, it wasn't because of what you did, it's because God already prearranged this. This was said at the beginning of time. God had said, Jesus is going to come, he was going to die. Scriptures tell it. If you, all you have to do is look into Isaiah, and it happens. It was coming. Even David knew. And so he, Peter wanted to make sure that the people in Jerusalem heard it was you, along with the Romans, who killed Jesus. Now, let me, let me step back a little bit. We, we need to be careful that two things. First of all, people go, well, you shouldn't say, and this is the PC version, you shouldn't say that the Jews killed Jesus because it puts Jews in the bad light. The truth is, this is the history of it. The Jews, along with the Romans, at that time put Jesus to death on a cross. And I can't change that. But it was the Jews at that time. Not the Jews of the day, that time. But the bigger issue, it wasn't that the Romans and Jews put Jesus on the cross. You know who put him on the cross? It was us. It was our sin that put Jesus on the cross. But we need to tell what actually happened. And Peter is saying this. You're the ones who put an innocent man to death. It was you who put him on a cross. But it was actually us as well. And Peter goes on to say, you couldn't even, even death couldn't keep Jesus in the grave. In fact, one commentator said, um, and, and believe me, I, there's two women in here with children. It says, death couldn't keep Jesus um, as a woman could not keep a child within her. At some point, that child's, child's going to come out, Right? I'm just, okay, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. Is there anything else you want to correct me as I'm going? Oh, you're just done now. Oh, just move along. <laughs> but it's just like the grave. The grave could not hold Christ. Christ is coming out, and he is here. And in fact, he, Peter goes into it that even David talked about him. And to make it the point, understand that if you go to the, at that point, everyone saw Jesus, knew Jesus, go to the grave and, and see, it's open. He's risen. If you go to David's tomb, which they would still know at that time, David's still in there. Jesus was raised from the dead. And all of you saw it. And he ascended into heaven. And so at this point, Peter is saying that regardless of what's going on, are you going to actually experience the power of Jesus? This is the first thing he says. He's like, you know, it wasn't enough that Jesus could do miracles or he had great teaching. That was important. It was. But it would not have meant anything if Jesus didn't rise from the dead. This is the power. Peter was making sure that you, you know the witnesses. You, you've seen the people who have been healed. They're, they're right here. You can go talk to them. See, that's the luxury that you and I don't have. We don't have where people had come in contact with Jesus. We just know 
that how we live is our transformation. In fact, one of the questions I'm going to ask you in the reflection and response is, I once was, but now I'm... We talked a little bit about this in Coffee Shop Theology, about I was a wretch, but now I'm saved. So be thinking about that. It's not trying to go into the depths of your sin, but just saying, hey, I've been saved by Christ. He's the... Christ is the one who has delivered me. And Peter wanted to make sure that the people in Jerusalem knew that this was not a fairy tale, it wasn't made up. You saw with your own eyes what Jesus could do. And so he was making sure that people knew that it was it was a fact. Peter was also making a kind of an appeal to people. Think about this for a second. He's giving the gospel for the first time. Peter's actually speaking. We we know that he has spoken a little bit, but this is actually... Peter's first sermon. And he's bold. This is Peter who denied Christ, and now with the power of the Holy Spirit, he is preaching knowing that he could be arrested. He was making a bold statement. Peter says in 36, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ. This is the Jesus that you crucified. So in this, you have to give the history of of Jesus. You're giving uh, what he did, his, his birth, death, Resurrection, his ministry, his teaching. But is that enough? Peter says, well, if that's not enough, understand that Old Testament pointed to Jesus. Well, how can that be? Well, in I looked up some scriptures... There are 47 places in the Old Testament where Jesus is coming. In Zechariah, soldiers would pierce the Messiah's side. In Psalm 109, it says the Messiah would pray for his enemies. In Psalm 22, the Messiah would be forsaken by God. In Exodus and Psalms, it was said that the Messiah's bones would not be broken. In Isaiah, it said that the Messiah would be spat upon and struck. Isaiah 53 said he would be silent before his accusers. He would be falsely accused. In Zechariah, it said that the Messiah would enter Jerusalem on a donkey, and I could go on and on, but all of this to fulfill, this is the Messiah. For Jesus to actually have done all of the prophecies that were in the Old Testament, um, Brenda, you're good at math. Uh, Bob, you're good at math, right? What's the highest number that you can count to? Is there a highest number you can count to? Infinity. Wow, I think I could have done that. What's the largest number? I mean, what is it called? That is it quadrillion or is there? 
Okay. I, th- I thought there was one. But Google it. Okay. So anyway, think of that infinity, the odds of someone actually trying to do all of the prophecies that Jesus did and you would get an infinity number. The odd, there's no way any human could have done exactly everything that prophecy had said about Jesus. And so even at that, Peter said, okay, you have the Old Testament, you have a story, you have everything there, and that the fulfillment has, has arrived. The one thing now I have to call upon you is to repent of your sins and to start again. So now we know Jesus is who he is. We know he's the Messiah. And the only thing that Jesus now wants is for us to repent and commit ourselves back to the Lord. And do you know I have to do that every day? I know, I'm, I'm the pastor, but I have, to, I have to recommit myself every day. Because you know, it's really easy to forget isn't it? We get caught up in things. We get caught up in the world news and things like that, and we get caught up, and then somehow we've gone half the day without actually acknowledging Christ, and so now we have to go back each day to repent and commit. The whole goal of Acts was to proclaim Christ. This is actually the second book of Acts. It's, I mean, second book of Luke. It's saying Jesus is alive. And it shares the good news. And what we need to do is to share the same good news with others. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, thank you for coming into our lives. So Lord, On this day, we repent again and commit to you. Help us to do it each day so that our eyes are on you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. I was preparing you for a question, and normally I don't prepare you ahead of time, but some of this actually requires a little bit of honesty. And it's a question of, I was once, but now I'm. And, and it's not trying to impress people uh, with the depths of sin. It's, it's not a tell-all biography. It's, it's basically um, who has delivered you. So who wants to, who, who, I'm, we'll take one or two, but who wants to say, I, I once was, and now I'm Donna? was unloved and felt unworthy, and now I am cherished by our Lord. Absolutely. There's so many times where we, we do feel that. We feel unloved, and, and yet we feel that love because he, what he did for us. And the re- reason why we can feel that is that we have others to, um, to say that as well. Anyone else would like to Share? Dave? I once was lost, but now I am found. I think that was cheating. (laughs) But that's true. Oh, you were going to cheat too? Oh. Judy? I once was blind, but now I see. And it's true. I mean, I I don't understand what the Bible said before, and when I received Jesus, it's like my eyes were opened. Yeah. It, it, of, of all the things um, that we get into, we, we were blind, we were lost, but we're found, and now we, we see. In fact, this week in our coffee shop theology, uh, we were talking about grace, and one of the 
um, songs that um, Randy Alcorn had listened to uh, was The Amazing Grace. And the singer who was singing it changed the word from wretched to souls, correct? Yeah, wretch. Uh, saved a wretch like me, uh, she said, saved a soul like me. And Randy said that my, his heart was broken. Because we have to understand that it, it, it makes it too easy. We were lost. We were, we were um, a wretch. And Jesus saved us. That great love that he has. And so whatever you can fill in, I once was, but now I am, it's something for all time to remind us where we were without Christ and where we are with Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we were lost. We were blind. We felt unloved. And yet now we know that we have been found by you, that we can see because of you, and that we have been loved by you. And we know this because of your sacrifice on a cross on, on our behalf. So our sins are forgiven. And we now have new life. So Lord, help us each day to forgive again. Forgive others as you have forgiven us. To trust you in all circumstances. And to see you in all things. Guide us now through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we go out in your name, guide us through the power of your Holy Spirit so that we may proclaim your name. In Christ's name we pray and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen.